the year 1953. A plane touches down at Smithy's Airport in Sydney. On board is an American named Lee Gordon. The Australian music scene will never be the same again. From then until now, these are the stories. Hey there, this is Josh Ersom and you're listening to Awesome Aussie Songs. This episode is on Kevin Johnson and his worldwide hit, Rock and Roll I Gave You the Best Years of My Life. Our special guest is the singer-songwriter himself, Kevin Johnson. Rock and roll I gave you all the best years of my life All the dreamy sunny Sundays, all the moonlit summer nights I was so busy in the back Writing love songs to you while you were changing your direction Never even knew that I was always just one step behind you. Harry Chapin is one of the finest singer-songwriters of all time. One of his songs, Cats in the Cradle, is as close to a musical masterpiece as you can get. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon the Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, dad, I don't know when We'll get together then On a BBC TV special, Chapin spoke of his enjoyment listening to Kevin's music. For a songwriting legend like Chapin to publicly acknowledge he was a fan of Kevin's work is next level stuff, and shows you how highly his work is regarded internationally. Yes, he, he did a program on um, on the BBC where he was um, he was asked to present his top ten songs of all time, and um, he uh, rock and roll I gave you was one of the uh, one of those songs. I think it came in at number six or something in the top ten. So uh, it was a, a great thing. Uh, it certainly was a feather in the cap, that's for sure, because he was always classed as one of the legendary songwriters uh, of that whole singer songwriter era. And um, as I said, it was most gratifying, and I've always been thankful for him uh, doing it. Kevin was born in Tungamal, a small town near Rockhampton in Queensland in 1943. He grew up during the era when rock and roll emerged to take over popular culture. Performers like Elvis, Little Richard and Chuck Berry were some of the biggest stars of the time. Despite being geographically isolated and around 1,500 kilometres from Sydney, the teenagers in Rockhampton didn't miss out. The kids at Rocky got to see plenty of legendary Australian rock and roll performers and bands pass through town. So many great shows, Easy Beats, Johnny O'Keefe, Cole Joy and whatever. Um, there were a lot of them went through there. Billy Thorpe was one of them. I think we were all sitting there and uh, he didn't turn up because they'd taken a wrong turn at Bundaberg or something. As a musician, Kevin progressed from performing cover songs in a band around Rockhampton to writing his own songs. He received some great news from Melbourne's number one performer of the time, Johnny Chester, that he was keen to record one of Kevin's songs. As a budding songwriter, it was a great boost to Kevin's confidence. It certainly didn't hurt his credibility to have someone of the stature of Johnny Chester interested in recording his songs. During the early years of rock and roll, the Sydney vs Melbourne divide was as great as ever. Sydney's Johnny O'Keefe and Cole Joy may have been the biggest stars in Australia. However, when it came to Victoria, Johnny Chester ruled the roost. In a career that spanned over four decades, Chester would go on to release more than 20 full-length albums. More than a dozen of his singles charted nationally, and on the Melbourne charts, virtually everything he released had an impact. Together with his band, The Chessmen, they rocked like no other band in the southern states. As I mentioned, one of Kevin's early songwriting efforts received interest from Chester, 
although the recording process took a little longer than he'd first imagined. Well, it was a funny story. At first I sent it to a, a few people, songs that I'd written. I sent one to Johnny Chester. This is going back a long way. And um, he wrote straight back and said, I love it, I'm going to record this song and uh, I'll, I'll get back in touch when I've recorded it. And uh, I didn't hear anything from him. And I, then, then I moved on to the Jacobson's, Cold Joy and all of those. And we, and about uh, about 10 years ago, I got a phone call uh, from Johnny Chester and said, <laughs> I've finished it. This is like 40 years later. And I said to him, well, you never want to rush things in this business. As we just heard from Kevin, his songs drew interest from Cold Joy and ATA, the recording and music publishing company run by Cole and the Jacobson family. During the early days of rock and roll in Australia, Cold Joy and the Joy Boys had a unique way of touring Queensland. To overcome undrivable roads and the lack of decent hotels, they toured the far north via their own train. Many other artists, mainly from Bandstand, would join the band on tour. Kevin played on one of these tours and remembers the demanding schedule. 31 or 30 days, uh, non-stop. I think we had one day off, one night off in that whole time. So, But you'd do a show in Rockhampton and the next morning you'd, the, tra- the carriages that you were in would be shunted off in Mackay and you'd do the show there and the next day you'd move on to Proserpine. So we went right around Queensland that way. It was, it was an amazing uh, way to do it um, because there was no getting out on the highway or anything like that. It was a, a, absolutely unique, yeah. Cole Joy would release several of Kevin's songs in 1966, including Long, Long Time. On the flip side of his 45 was another one of Kevin's songs, Marianne. I felt that summer breeze, that strong, greedy summer breeze that tore at the very trees around me. And I felt it slowly dawning, this was a cry of warning to me. That somewhere there are men with wealth and with power that love all the girls and black like a flower. Kevin made the move from Brisbane to Sydney and would continue to write for ATA's Stable of Stars, as well as recording his first single in 1967, Hayman Island. He followed up that release with another single, Woman You Took My Life. Woman, you were good to me Did every single thing for me that you could do When I could see no point in going on I'd lift myself up knowing On another day I'd see you
In my need I reached for you The steady hand to lead me Through the darkest day You took me running Chasing after better things The laughter of another day Imagine how I felt then When I found That you had gone away Woman, you took my hopes You took my dreams Woman, you took my love You took my schemes You left me nothing else to do Turn around and start a new Woman, when you walked out You took my life away with you Woman, You Took My Life was successful enough to gain Kevin an international release for the song via Decca Records throughout the UK and Europe. From there, no other than Tom Jones, yes, this Tom Jones... Third Woman You Took My Life and the Welsh Wizard promptly recorded and released the song. Just a few years into his career in music, Kevin had already gained international credibility for his songwriting. I put the, uh, the single out and it was immediately picked up by Decca, which was very rare in those days, and released in England and maybe other places as well. And then that's where Tom Jones and his manager heard it and uh, he recorded it. Great, great singer, great singer. Absolutely wonderful voice and, and a great interpreter of songs as well. He's a great talent. So uh, the, the day that I, uh, it's a funny story, the day I heard about Tom Jones recording it, my wife and I went out to celebrate. We had a very expensive dinner, ham sandwiches and a cappuccino. So <laughs> that was about all we knew about food in those days. So uh, it was a funny story. Through a haze of fantasies, fears and uncertainties, you came to me. A reason to be going on, a hope when hope had nearly gone, willing me. It had to be. Imagine how I felt when I had found you had gone. Although he had some success with other artists recording his songs, he still hadn't cracked the national charts himself. That would change in 1971 with his first big hit, Bonnie Please Don't Go. Kevin's heartfelt delivery and lyrics, 
paired with his creative use of old Len songs, saw Bonnie Please Don't Go become a radio favourite and the song raced up the charts making it to number two. Sometimes for a songwriter, their inspiration comes from the most unexpected places. I was watching in the, in the daytime uh, for something uh, called, uh, on television, it was called Petticoat Junction. There's a little hotel called a Shady Rest at the Junction. It is run by Kate, come and be her guest at the junction. Petticoat Junction. And that's Uncle Joe, he's a moving kind of slow at the junction. Petticoat Junction. And it was an old, uh, it was quite, quite a quite good show in terms of those American uh, early television days and um there was somebody leaving a small town and they had this dreadful brass band playing Olang Zion as the train was leaving. And uh, I thought I'd make it more traditional. I made it a boat leaving and uh, someone's wife going off on the boat. That's how it come about. When recording Bonnie Please Don't Go, Kevin worked at a hectic pace. Back in him in the studio was the band Fraternity. This is the same fraternity whose most famous member, Bon Scott, would go on to become ACDC's iconic frontman. I was actually working in the daytime when that took off. I remember going uh, working in the daytime at a steel company, and I went in to record that song, and um, we were working at uh, United Sound, and, and we went right through the night, and uh, then I went to work the next day, and then... I came home and went back into the studio and we went through the night again and um, I went to work there. So I went about 72 hours without sleep, but um, it was an amazing time. And uh, the band that actually backed me on that was a, a band called Fraternity, who uh, it was well-known because they had Bon Scott was their lead singer. So, um, you know, they did a great job. With the open-ended lyrics of Bonnie Please Don't Go, there's a possibility that Bonnie may be just leaving on an extended overseas holiday. Or is she actually going for good? Well, that's the mystery. Uh, Some people said I made a big deal about a man saying so long to his wife who's just going to to Manly on the Manly Ferry. But uh, 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 that's that's the mystery. Whether she's coming back, I don't know. Uh, But... uh, it was originally called Bonnie, Please Don't Go, and when it was released in America, it was called She's Leaving, so it's got two titles. The success of Bonnie, Please Don't Go saw Kevin's popularity go to the next level and beyond. Up to that point, you sort of, uh, I had an album out before that called In the Quiet Corners of My Mind, which was a concept album and told a story throughout the entire album, and it got great reviews, fantastic reviews. But it wasn't a big seller, so uh, I was obviously looking for something that would be a big seller, and that and that was it. Went number one or number two in different parts of Australia, so uh, it was a big and Upcomer was covered overseas and was a big hit over in America as well. Kevin's use of Old Lang signs made the song instantly stand out. Well, that was written into the song when I wrote the song, so uh, I, I fitted the chord changes in Old Lang Syne. I fitted to my song so that it would play over and uh, not cause any problems. So so that was all done before we put down the rhythm tracks. And, of course, as soon as we put the rhythm tracks down, well, then we got uh, I got together with a guy called Laurie Lewis who uh, wrote the brass parts out and conducted them in the studio. And and I had also all of this sound effects and all of that from uh, 
Uh, another guy, I can't think of his name right at the moment, but uh, he, he was in another studio somewhere there, so we concocted all of that stuff. And um, Alan Black, that's right, his name was Alan Black. and he, uh, So that's how we put it all together. She's leaving, she's leaving She's on the ship now and leaving Standing by the gangway, tossing streamers over I find it kind of hard believing Deceiving, deceiving My subtle game Standing here and waving, blowing kisses and behaving like it doesn't matter much to see her leave. I don't know what, I don't know who, I don't know where she's going to. I only know she's going out of my life. Across the sea of waving hands and Colonel Billy's farewell band, I watch the disappearing face of my wife. And I'm doing all I can to hide the sand. Myself with every trick I know, but though my lips are beating time to the words of all time, my voice keeps on defying. Brian Bonnie, please don't go. Oh, that fool in me, persuading me to hide the broken pieces of my dignity. When a simple reassuring word just to reach out and comfort her Was all I had to say to keep her here with me I don't know what, I don't know who, I don't know where she's going to I only know she's going out of my life Across the sea, waving hands and Colonel Billy's farewell band I watched the disappearing face of my wife And I'm doing all I can to hide the sad confusion of my mind And to brace myself with every trick I know But though my lips are beating time To the words of all anxiety My voice keeps on defiant Brian, Bonnie, please don't go Like a lot of Kevin's songs, Bonnie Please Don't Go was covered by many international artists, including American country star Jim Brown, who gained considerable chart success on the US Billboard country charts. In the United States and Europe, the song was retitled She's Leaving.
I don't know what, I don't know who, I don't know where she's going to. I only know she's going out of my life. Across the sea and waving hands in Colonel Billy's farewell band. I watch the disappearing face of my wife. And I'm doing all I can to hide the sad confusion in my mind. And brace myself with every trick I know. And though my lips are feeding time to the words of old Lang Syne, my voice keeps on defying. Brian, Bonnie, please don't go. Following the success of Bonnie, Please Don't Go, internationally, Kevin was now a songwriter in demand. After Bonnie, Please Don't Go, which was the number one record, uh, I signed with this company in America called Tree International, and they, they're they now called Sony ATV, but uh, they were Tree International then in Nashville, and uh, they paid me every week to just write songs. There was no prerequisite of how many songs I had to write. I only wrote eight songs in the first two years, so uh, there was no pressure on you to write any number of songs, just as they come. So, uh, And then I went two years in that time. I also signed with them as a recording artist, dial records they had. But um, in two years, they never come up with any idea of releasing anything, and I decided it was time to leave. Feeling somewhat abandoned by his record label, these feelings of despair would give him all the ammunition he needed to write a classic. I was driving home in Sydney and a bit disenchanted with the way things were going and I thought of somebody giving somebody the best years of my life and then I expanded on that to make it uh, the pursuit of success the best years of my life and uh, giving the best years of my life and uh, that's how it came about. Sometimes hit records are written in the most unlikely places. Of all the songs I'd written, I think it was one of the quickest. I, uh, we were living in a flat out in DY, and um, there was a sort of a. Our, our two children were running around, and, and there were all these neighbours in the flat noise going on. So I used to go around to this uh, shed at the back of the units, and um, where all the garden tools and all that were. <laughs> I wrote most of it there in that, um, in that strange uh, room, but. Um, that's how it came about. But it was clearly quick over a couple of days I had it all together. When Kevin wrote Rock and Roll, I Gave You the Best Years of My Life, he describes the early years at the beginning of the song. This part of the song is a somewhat biographical look at his own musical journey. Yes, to a certain extent, yes, it is. Buying the first guitar and um, driving, the, you know, parents and aunts and whatever, uh, crazy with the two-song repertoire and, of course, I uh, gradually uh, expanded that repertoire. But uh, that was certainly how it started. But then from there on, it becomes an observation of how a lot of people behaved in in those days following the trends. Uh, The whole song was an observation, like uh, many people who write songs, uh, that touch on a lot of different observations, and so does this song. So... uh, um, as I said, the first third of it would be pretty close to being totally true, but after that it sort of gets away to observing what others have done. As Kevin mentioned, the early years mirror his life. However, the main difference between his own career and the musician in the song is Kevin found success. One of his many highlights is his mum got to see him become a star. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, and uh, I remember I did a, a, a thing that's been out of the DVD for 
many years uh, live at the State Theatre in Sydney and, and my parents, my father and my mother were there, on the, as was the rest of my family, my wife, Jill, and our two sons, Shane and Scott, they were all there. So it was a, it was a great night uh, in terms of after all those years. You know. Kevin's been married to Jill for more than 50 years. However, to fit the song, he used the name Susan. Well, it would be. It sounded better, of course. Um, like a couple of deviations in there, sort of. Shall we say, when I said um, bought all the Beatle records, sounded just like Paul. I actually didn't sound like Paul. I used to do all the, the John songs, and um, because I had a sort of a gravelly sort of approach, like John had, and Paul had a different sort of vocal altogether and um, but I changed it because it sounded better so that's the reason for Suzanne. When he's writing a song Kevin goes where the song takes him not constrained by any rules or formula. Generally uh, the best songs come a, a bit of both like a bit of the melody and the lyrics say at the same time so it goes together and then of course the hardest part is always finishing it off but uh yeah, that's how it usually starts with me. But it can come from anywhere. It can come from a, a line that I like and then I build it around that. There's no set rules, just however however it comes, it comes. After he completed Rock and Roll, I Gave You the Best Years of My Life, he knew that with this song he was onto a good thing. I thought uh, when I first wrote it that it had the possibilities of travelling and uh, doing well, but you can think that about every song. Most songwriters do think that way, like every song they write, this is going to do something, but it, not every song does, of course. But um, and when I wrote it, I, and I then took it to play to um, a couple of the guys who were in Good Time Records at the States, and they sort of went crazy about it. And um, Then I found, and I had already sent it to the company I was with in America and uh, that I was going to leave, and... Uh, I rang them up about something I was going to do, and they said, oh, we've got six versions of it already ready to go out in America. And um, we thought, my God, we missed the boat. So we went in, and we recorded it and had it mixed and all the strings and everything put onto it and had it mixed and sent it to America. And it was out through mainstream records within about a week and a half, and it was on the actual charts in America before these other six records actually got released. So it was an amazing, at the speed of it was quite amazing. The band was called Cool Bananas, and uh, it was Rory O'Donoghue on guitar, um, Wayne Finlay on keyboards, Russell Dunlop on drums, and G. G. Stein Boddington, um, he used to call himself, on bass. So that was the... And I used them for all the tracks on the first on that rock and roll album. They played on all the tracks. But the first thing they played was uh, I went into the studio because Bruce Brown, the engineer that I always used to work with, rang me up and said, you're looking for a band that could possibly, you know, you could use in, in recording. And he said, there's a mob in here right at the moment. Why don't you come in and have a listen? So I went in there and had a listen. And they said, ah, oh, you want some recording done or something? What song? And I said, well, uh, I'll come back tomorrow. No, no, let's hear it now. So they did, and they said, let's record it. So it was done within a few minutes, and um, that was it. Uh, so, And that started me off using that, that band for the whole album. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, as I said, they uh, they 
I'd get a guitar and sung it to them. They all just sat around the studio. I gave them a chord chart, I think. And uh, they said, well, let's put it down now. And that was it. In about a couple of takes. It might have been two takes. It might have been one take. I don't know. But it just worked. And, um, you know, then we went in and corrected a couple of little things. On keyboard, I think, was one little phrase that we updated. And then uh, put strings and vocals and all that on. That was it. The chart success that Rock and Roll I gave you had around the world was extraordinary. And its run was no flash in the pan. Yes, it was, um, and it went on for a long time. It was uh, about three years it sort of went on for. Uh, it was the initial run where I, I was on the charts in America, and then um, then uh, I, I don't know when the Cats in in, in uh, the Netherlands, when they had a hit, was the first time or the second time, I don't know, but they had number one hit with it, and um, and it went on for a long time. Then uh, a year later, it got another splurge upon, and then it <laughs> took off again. So it was like three years in a row, sort of, with hanging around, charting in different places. The album and single were both titled Rock and Roll I Gave You the Best Years of My Life, and both won the APRA Album and Single of the Year in 1974. The album was recorded at the ATA Studios in Sydney. Yes, that was uh, that studio was owned by the Jacobsons, Cole Joy and all of the guys, and uh, Bruce Brown was the engineer there, and um, he had sort of built the studio or built the recorders. And um, before then, they had 16-track. I think he built an 8-track or something. But um, that was the, the history of that studio. We've heard how Kevin's music is highly regarded by the likes of Harry Chapin and Tom Jones. Another indication of how well his songs are received was when American Mac Davis recorded some of his songs. If it was quality material, Davis wasn't adverse to recording other people's songs. He also didn't mind other artists recording and releasing the songs he'd written himself. His songwriting went next level when Elvis recorded these couple of tunes. A little less conversation. And in the ghetto. As the snow flies on a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. And his mama cries. Cause if there's one thing she don't need is another hungry mouth to feed in the ghetto. In the Ghetto is perhaps one of the most famous cradle to the grave type songs ever. So for a writer of the caliber Mac Davis to release Kevin's material says it all. Davis had a top five hit on the country charts with Rock and Roll I Gave You. His version even crossed over to the mainstream Billboard charts as well, making it to number 15. He was a great, and I was a great uh, admirer of Mac Davis. Uh, after I'd written it, I, people said to me, can you ever hear anyone else singing it? And I said, well, maybe Mac Davis. Would do. But that had nothing to do with it. He just heard it on the radio in America, and that's how he came. I spoke to him on the phone in, in Nashville when we were going through Nashville once, but um, he just heard it on the radio, and that was it. He did it in a slightly different way. I didn't. Uh, I thought he... 
he did it in a more strident way than I imagined he would do it, but but he did a good job and it was a big hit for him. All rock and roll, I gave you all the best years of my life. All the crazy, lazy young days, all the magic moonlit nights. I was so busy on the road singing love songs to you. While you were changing your direction and you never even knew that I was. One step behind you. He had the hit with it after, in the second sort of run of it or whatever. Um, he had the biggest hit in in America in that run. And then Mac, uh, Terry Jacks at the same time had a hit with it in Canada. And uh, Joe Desan, I think, had some success in France. Uh, there was a guy in um, New Zealand... Uh, Craig Scott, he had a big hit with it, uh, and the Cats in uh, in in uh, in Holland, they had a big hit with it. So as well, and mine, mine, of course, uh, on the second run, mine made the charts in the UK. So, uh, and I think Germany and Switzerland, and many of those countries. We're not too sure how successful Australian artists have been in Ireland over the years. However, it's fair to say that in the Emerald Isle, they love Kevin's original version of Rock and Roll I Gave You above all others. That's right. Um, it, it made the charts, uh, uh, and I've seen this, I wasn't aware of it at the time, but it made the charts in Ireland three times, three different times, through three different record companies, <laughs> which is fairly rare. But um, And uh, it sort of, as I said, went on for, for years, and, um, and it's to a certain extent still going on. The AFL chose Rock and Roll I Gave You for the competition's theme song during its centenary season in 1996. Initially, Kevin was against altering the lyrics. However, it was a great decision to relent, and it brought the song to a new generation of fans. They approached me, and at the time, I I didn't like the idea uh, of changing the song. to, But they kept uh, coming back and coming back, and we discussed it and discussed it. And eventually, I could see that it was uh, something worthwhile, and that it was such a, an exciting game because I'd gone to see a few other games and uh, such a fast-moving game. And um, so in the end, I agreed with it and um, it, it worked well that particular centenary year. But uh, on the AFL thing, uh, yes, I did. Uh, I think I went to all the states um, to perform the song and the, maybe the national anthem as well before the matches. And... Uh, um, and uh, it was good, like the crowds were big, I think 95,000 people or something one of the nights and uh, up around that for all of the matches. Um, so it was um, the, it was a good experience from that side of it. And, uh, uh, but the arrangement was that after it was, I think, one or two years they could use it and then from there on it was, uh, it was back to the original sort of thing. Up it comes, concentrating... Left foot kick, it's on its way. I can still remember when I first saw the game. Remember just how good the feeling was. I was never quite the same. The family there beside me and we all went on to say We'd never find another game like the game we saw that day. 
So we watch the champions coming up And we watch the champions fall And we watch the champions hanging on With their backs against the wall We had our share of heroes There were many there, it's true But those were the greatest heroes On this kick, it's gonna go Aussie rules, I thank you for the best years of our lives All those hazy, crazy young days, all those fun days in our lives I thank you for the laughter and I thank you for the tears And I thank you just for helping us to overcome our fears And I thank you for 100 those times of plenty, through those times of strife, you were always there on Saturday to give meaning to our lives. It was hard to dwell on bad times, it was hard to dwell on doubt, it was hard to dwell on other things when your team came running out. And now the time has passed us, and now the nation's grown, the kids dressed up in colors. They've got heroes of their own My family there around me I still hear them say There'll never be a better game Than the game we have today Aussie rules, I thank you For the best years of our lives All those magic sunny Saturdays There were no better days in our lives Thank you for the laughter I thank you for the tears And I thank you just for helping us To overcome our fears And I thank you For one hundred years Aussie rules, I thank you For the best years of our lives All those hazy, crazy young days All those fun days in our lives I thank you for the laughter And I thank you for the tears I thank you just for helping us to overcome our fears. Don't complain, it's a big kick! Kevin got to perform the new version at football grounds all over the country. He didn't get to perform at the AFL Grand Final. On this front, Kevin's son Scott has got one over the old man. No, I didn't. I don't know what happened there, but I didn't do it at the grand final. But um, but I did it uh, some other Ansett Cup. It was called at that time, which was huge thing, and uh, and I did the MCG as well, and uh, Adelaide and Perth and Sydney and whatever. So, um, but uh, I don't know what uh, I can't remember. But I didn't do the grand final. No. But uh, strangely enough, my son was in. Um, he was one of the original Jersey Boys. Um, that's Scott. Uh, he was he played the part of Tommy DeVito. He was the original in Australia, playing Tommy DeVito for about five hundred shows. Um, and they did the grand final. Um, and I think they mentioned that that, that I had preceded it with the, the Denry song. And, and they they did something. Uh, I can't remember the song they did, but uh, it was part of the. The grand final um, uh, celebrations that Jersey Boys were doing this uh, thing. Kevin has also had success with two songs he wrote for his sons, Scott and Shane. Here's Scotty. 
wide eyes you wonder why you understand some and you don't understand all the rest well, little boy your daddy's been living a while and I really don't know much myself I'll teach you the wise and the wherefores and the ways of this world I have known but life is a journey of different directions and sometimes we travel alone and Scotty life can be rough life can be tough life can go wrong Scotty Life can be fun Life can just come Rolling along So live with the good times And learn from the bad And laugh at the fun times you had Look for the reasons to carry Shaney Boy also proved to have chart success in the UK and Ireland and was covered by another music great, Val Dunican. Yeah, well, uh, Shaney Boy, Shaney Boy was a big um, hit for me in Ireland and I think parts of England as well because uh, Val Dunican recorded it and he had his own television show on the BBC at the time. And in fact, uh, Val Dunican and I did the Shaney Boy together on stage on his show on, on the BBC. So, uh, uh, it, it was a, a, a very successful song for me in that whole area, Shaney Boy. Scotty was also, he also did it on his show, uh, Val Dunican did. And, um, so those two songs, Shaney Boy and Scotty were both, uh, successful songs for me, particularly in Europe. the day with a pair of sleepy eyes that would have slept a little longer and a thousand urgent things you have to say and the morning passes quickly in the springtime and the springtime brings such fascinating games Puppy dogs and chocolate frogs and fishing lines And pretending that you didn't hear your mummy call your name Shaney boy, your lunch is going cold here on the table You have to eat these things to make you grow And I know you're only scared that you'll be missing out on something but even busy people have to eat, you know And the afternoon goes quickly when there's good times 
And there's good times in the garden every day Little friendly butterflies that flutter by And a little friend to help you chase those butterflies away Shaney boy, those eyes of yours are looking kind of drowsy And I know you never want the day to end But just think if you close your eyes and lie back on your pillow It won't be long before the morning's here again And the morning passes quickly in our lifetime And before you even notice it's gone So little boy I'm noticing the nice times now Cause I know that little boys don't stay little boys for long Ah, Shaney boy you seem to wake up earlier every morning I'm running from your bed the day with a pair of sleepy eyes that would have slept a little longer and a thousand urgent things you have to say Other songs that may not have charted in Australia but found plenty of international fans include Over the Hills and Far Away stones at the embassy policemen come and arrested me paper at the university said I was a hero and the wise old judge that I went before wouldn't believe what I did it for said this is no way to stop the war but how the hell would he know Singing songs of disillusion Ban the bombs and beat pollution Writing on walls about a revolution That's guaranteed to grow And I see on the news some identity With an old man's views on society Said there's no room for guys like me But how the hell would he know? Over the hills and far away I'm gonna understand one day What the other half believe in If it's real or just deceiving So until I find that day I'll go along my way And I'll look back on my life And I'll know I lived it right Lying down across the roadway Almost lasted out the whole day Drivers trying but there was no way Left for them to go And the wise old judge that we went before Wouldn't believe what we did it for Said this is no way to help the poor But how the hell would he know Over the hills and far away I'm gonna understand one day 
what the other half believe in, if they're real or just deceiving. So until I find that day, I'll go along my way, and I'll look back on my life, and I'll know I lived it right. In all, there are more than 30 recorded versions of Rock and Roll I Gave You, with many of these finding chart success. But as the old saying goes, nothing beats the original. We have really only scratched the surface of Kevin's career. His own website, rockandrolligaveyou.com, is fantastic and it's certainly worth a look. Okay, that's enough of the talk. Here's Rock and Roll I Gave You, The Best Years of My Life. I can still remember when I bought my first guitar Remember just how good the feeling was Put it proudly in my car And my family listened fifty times To my two-song repertoire And I told my mum her only son Was gonna be a star Bought all the Beatles records Sounded just like more Bought all the old Chuck Berry 78s and all And I sat by my record playing Playing every note they played And I watched them all on TV Making every move they made Rock and roll, I gave you all the best years of my life All the dreamy sunny Sundays All the moonlit summer nights I was so busy in the back Writing love songs to you while you were changing your direction Never even knew that I was always just one step behind you Sixty-six seemed like the year I was really going somewhere We were living in San Francisco with flowers in our head Singing songs of kindness so the world would understand That the guys and me were something more than just another band And then 69 in L.A. came around so soon We were really making headway And riding lots of tunes And we must have played the wildest stuff we had ever played The way the crowds cried out for us Thought we had it made Rock and roll again All the best years of my life All the crazy, lazy young days All the magic moments I was so busy on the road Singing love songs to you Words you were changing your direction Never even But I was always Just one step behind you do do do
71 and so When I saw Suzanne I was trying to go solo With someone else's man And she came up to me Lady Took her by the hand And I told her all my troubles And she seemed to understand And she followed me through London Through a hundred hotel rooms Through a hundred record companies Who didn't like my tune She followed me when Finally I sold my old guitar And she tried to help me understand Never be a star Thanks for listening to Awesome Aussie Songs. Thanks to Kevin for your time and for the music. Hi, this is Molly. You've just listened to a podcast brought to you by Marcos Promotions, written and produced by my dad, Sheldon the Kangaroo Kip. And presented by Josh Urson. This is Molly Kidd saying to my good friend, Holly Kirsten, hit it, girl. Just stop and stare and shout it out